and uh, we've been gone for a few weeks, and uh, some things have uh, developed while we were away. Um, Brooks Orpik has actually returned from injury. Sean Thornton was uh, suspended uh, only 15 games. I think that was a little light. Um, but I'm not sure if he's back yet or not. I don't believe so. Uh, the NHL has really s- tried to downplay the whole thing. Uh, when <laughs> Sean Thornton appealed his suspension and Bettman announced that the appeal was denied on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. so obviously trying to just get that just to go as soon as possible. Yeah. And then the arbitrator wasn't even big news. Um, we haven't really heard any stories on that, so... Yeah, I mean, really something. Just trying know, to keep it. Yeah, they don't want it to be a headline, right? And uh, anyway, some more recent events. Uh, the Penguins are currently thirty-two, twelve, and two. Uh, that puts them with sixty-six points atop of the Eastern Conference and the Metropolitan Division. And um, however, last night they lost in overtime to the Edmonton Oilers, um, probably one of the three worst teams in the league this year. Kind of a sloppy game in the first period, and um, just making you know, bad passes, lots of giveaways. Didn't really look that great. Yeah, it's a pretty funny quote from Rob Scuderi, uh talking about if they deserve to win. He said, absolutely not. If you're going to try and play hockey like the Harlem Globetrotters, you're going to get burned. We continue to make the same mistakes, go for the same highlight reel plays. And I don't really think anyone will argue that. Uh, you know, since our last podcast, Skidari and Orpik have come back. Um, you know, hopefully they can get into midseason form quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. But also, Chris Letang and Evgeny Malkin have came back uh, very recently. In the three games since they came back, the Penguins have allowed 13 goals. <laughs> so, might have something to do with it. Yeah, Letang, when, well... He's he Latang missed what ten games at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. He was in the lineup for a couple weeks, maybe a month, and then out with injury again. But he looked very bad when he first came back. And mm-hmm. the game against um, Vancouver, um, I thought it was his best game back. He looked pretty good and scored, um, you know, one of the last minute comeback goals um, before Crosby, but. Uh, on the whole, Latang's play has been kind of erratic. Hard to predict whether he's going to help yeah. you or hurt you. I mean, I think his strength, though, is um, even strength um, when the Penguins do have the puck. So really that should be their goal is to get him as many even strength uh, minutes as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, is really as far as the power play goes, I'd rather see you know Madniskin and Paul Martin, those guys on the blue line. Yeah. And then um, shorthanded, you know, Scuderi, Olpik, even Niskanen. Yeah. So. Yeah, the one thing about Niskanen is that he definitely you know isn't afraid to shoot the puck. Doesn't try to be too uh, creative with it, I guess. Yeah. Which is a good thing. And as you've far got a as, bunch of other people out there. As far as just being a well-rounded all. Just, you know, both sides of the ice, or both ends of the ice. You know, Niskanen's the best complete defenseman the Penguins have, really. Yeah, I, you know, we were talking at the beginning of the season about, you know, where is Matt Niskanen going to end up in a trade or something. Yeah. I, he's probably the best defenseman on the team right now, mm-hmm. like, from beginning of season to, to present, you know. 
So hopefully he sticks around. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Which his contract's up now at the end of the year. So. Yeah, he's going to get... He deserves a pretty big payday. Probably find one. Um, interesting that happened in the game was that um, the goalie for Edmonton lost his stick and uh, Malkin like sticked it away to the corner and then they kind of got in a shoving match and I've, I've never seen a forward or, or any skater in a in a physical confrontation with a goaltender before it was kind of amusing I think every all of the other players were kind of laughing about it yeah the only time I can really recall a goal in a forward getting into it this was quite some time ago. It was back when Patrick Laleem was playing for the Blackhawks. Mm. He wasn't happy with someone who was crashing the net and gave him a couple shots. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was interesting, but I don't know. Um, the other big thing that happened while we were out uh, was the Olympic team announcements. Pens have seven players going to the Olympics, or seven players that were named to the roster, uh, between Team USA, Team Canada, Team Russia, and Team Finland. And uh, Team USA, Orpik and Martin. Kind of surprised that Martin was named to the team because he's out and is still injured with broken tibia. Yeah, but he can bring a lot to Team USA, so if it was at all possible, they wanted to have him on the team. So, like... They just named him in case he's ready? Yeah, because uh, if he can't go, you're allowed to name injury replacements. Okay. So just the this past week, all rosters had to be named. Okay, because, I mean, that's the beginning of February. Mm-hmm. I doubt, I mean, I don't even think he's been skating, so. Yeah, he's, I mean... It doesn't sound like he's close to coming back, so... Yeah. Um, one thing about Orpic, though, I know we had talked about, or there's been a lot of talk about fatigue with these these players that are going and playing in the Olympics, but since Orpic just came back from injury, and you were saying about getting into mid-season form, maybe playing the extra games in the Olympics will help him get there. Yeah, I think it will. Um, you know, there's... Been a little criticism on the Orpic uh, decision, just because the bigger rink, um, Orpic being, you know, some people still call him physical right now. He's more just a stay-at-home defenseman. Yeah. Uh, so, a lot of people think Orpic was named just because he has a chemistry with Martin, and they can be a shutdown pairing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think when he's playing well, he's. He's a pretty decent guy. Yeah, I mean, he was on the team in 2010. Yeah. You know, so I think he'll do all right. Okay, and uh, Team Canada with uh, Crosby and Kunitz. And uh, I don't think I'm missing anyone there, right? No. Just everyone was real happy to see Kunitz go, which he's in the top five in goals and points mm. in the league. So it's it was no longer just should he go because he plays well with Crosby. He's put up the numbers Yeah, he's he should be there. Made his case. Um, as far as snubs, you know, uh, Steve Eisman has taken a lot of criticism, especially from the TSN guys up in Canada. Uh, you know, Marty St. Louis was left off. 
which is this is the second straight Olympics that he's been left off. Mm-hmm. You know, the man has a con smythe. He has scoring titles and can't seem to crack the Olympic roster. <laughs> um, and really, you know, his speed, you know, might help a little on yeah. the bigger rink. I mean, he's an older guy, but he's not slow. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't take penalties. Right. Uh, James Neal, which, uh, you know, he's dealt with injuries and suspension. Uh, there was some speculation that he may have been left off because he gets into those, uh, you know, post-whistle scrums. Yeah, he's a little, uh, he plays on the edge a little bit. But offensive-wise, I mean, I, I saw the graphic. It was, uh, he scored more goals or points than uh, any winger in the past, any Canadian winger in the past three seasons. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, him being off and Rick Nash being on was kind of a surprise. For yeah, me, anyway. That was really, I guess, the main criticism up in Canada was just the fact that Nash was on it um, because, you know, he has not played well the past two seasons. No. Um, then there was talk of Crystal Tang being on the roster at the beginning of the season, but with the injuries, yeah, um, I don't think anyone really expected him. No, I don't think that was uh, – I mean – he was out twice. He's been out twice this year yeah. with injuries. So. And then with Mark Andre Fleury, there's been talk, uh, you know, of him having an outside chance. Really, what worked against him was, you know, losing his job in the postseason last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if I was the coach for Team Canada, Roberto Luongo would be my starter. But my number two would be Mark Andre Fleury. Um, I don't have any confidence in Carey Price. Um, you know, he that's a guy that's lost his job, too, at times. You yeah. Know, he is a starter in Montreal now, but, you know, Yaroslav Halak took his job away before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Mike Smith, a uh, decent goalie. Um, I, he'd probably be my number three. Well, there's some speculation that those two might actually still make it onto the team because um, Stamkos was named to the team, but he's still out with injury. Um, so if he's not ready to go, maybe a guy like James Neal makes it on the team. And uh, actually, Luongo, um, I think, has some kind of ankle injury. So it it will just you know get to see how deep this uh, dismissiveness of Flurry it goes. Maybe maybe he's not even considered the fourth yeah. best goal. Well, still, even if Flurry makes the roster due yeah. to an injury, he'll be the number three. Yeah, he'll just um, not play like he did last time. I saw an interesting article, which makes a lot of sense. Um, it's a lot of editors for Yahoo Sports picking their uh, Canadian rosters. And one guy actually picked Marc-Andre Fleury as the number one. And, again, I would put Luongo over Fleury, but... Yeah. Um, this guy said... Fleury should be the starter, and the only reason he won't be on the roster is because Steve Eisman is afraid of a meltdown. Well, it's not... It's not just the playoffs and the playoffs a few seasons. Did, I think he had a meltdown in the World Juniors, too. I, I wouldn't call it a meltdown. That was a fluky goal. Yeah. Um, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, he actually scored a goal on himself. Uh, just a bad bank off the boards, and he put in his own net, but... I would not call that a meltdown by any means. Yeah, I guess I guess meltdown is a bad word, but I, there's a history of unfortunate events. The man also has a Stanley Cup. So. Yeah. So, 
So does Tim Thomas. Very true. <laughs> okay. Um, the Pens are in Western Canada still for one more game. They're playing the Flames uh, tonight at 10, which is awesome. Yeah, the Flames have been struggling as of late. Uh, one in six since the Christmas break. Uh, you know, a lot of people saying there's a chance they could be historically bad this year. Um, they're not the worst team in the league as of now, though. Uh, they're I mean, in the mix. Yeah, they had a decent start, but they've really been falling off as of late. Uh, two, seven, and one in their last ten. Um, you know, really in full-on rebuilding mode. They've gotten rid of a lot of their veterans. So. Yeah, yeah. When they got rid of uh, Jerome McGinley last season, that kind of was like the definite sign. Like we're rebuilding now. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so the Penguins that won't be playing for that game because they're still injured: um, Thomas Vokun, Bo Bennett, Chuck Kobasu, Chris Connor, Pascal Dupuis, Jason Megna, Andrew Ebbett, and Paul Martin. They're all still injured. Yeah, it's still a pretty lengthy list, but not as bad as what it has been. I would say at this point in time, Thomas Vokun will not play this season probably at all I mean it doesn't look good he still hasn't been cleared to even skate yeah so and Bo Bennett seems I mean I know it's his second season he just seems injury prone and yeah yeah they're hoping he can fill a top six role but the problem is you know if he keeps going the way he is he won't be in the league very much longer because no one wants to have someone that gets injured that much. Yeah. Um, and Ebbett and Magna are um, Wilkes-Barre call-ups. Magna actually made some positive contributions when he was playing. He scored a couple goals on the uh, second line. And uh, I actually didn't realize Kobusu was injured until yesterday. But yeah. he's been out for four games, so. Yeah, it, you know, it was just announced after the game. Um, you know, he didn't go down in the heap or anything. Yeah. Um, he played good, like, real good at the beginning of the season. And I was kind of surprised, and I was expecting it to continue a little bit. But mm -hmm. it, he's definitely kind of fallen off. Yeah, which, you know, this is the second time he's been injured as well. Yeah. And then, you know, the problem is... There hasn't really been much chemistry on the third and fourth lines just because there's been so many guys in and out of the lineup. Mm -hmm. you know, so hopefully at some point they can get a group of six guys together there on the bottom six and you know try and get them to gel. Yeah. Derek Englund's been playing wing, I think, the past two games, and uh, I like him there much more than at, at defense. Yeah, Englund's been excellent. Uh, he even plays defense on the PK at times. And, you know, he's just, you know, as far as a, you know, bottom three guy, he looks very good. And I would like to see him playing with Vitaly and Adams, trying to get some chemistry. I think that could be a good, uh, you know, line that just goes out there and cycles the puck. And yeah, and... Plus, it's, it's just nice to have someone that's versatile because, I mean, we, see, we saw it 
maybe a couple months ago when England was in the lineup playing wing and then one of the defense went out of the game with an injury and then he shifted to defense and so yeah. that way you know we were double shifting a forward but you know keeping the defense pairings kind of stable yeah which at times you want to double shift guys like Crosby Malkin yes and uh yeah just having you know still having six defensemen is you know really nice to have you know what I realized we didn't talk about uh, team Russia and Team Finland when we were talking about the Olympics we just kind of talked about US and Canada but um no surprise the only Russian on the Penguins uh, Evgeny Malkin named Team Russia for the Olympics and for Finland uh, UC Jokinen and Olimata are both going to be playing this is Jokinen's second in, second time and Mata's first yeah definitely have mixed feelings on Mata because uh, with all the injuries uh, at one point Niskin and Mata they were the top defensive pairing so they were playing upwards of even 30 minutes a night and I knew it was going to happen I knew Mata was going to get tired you know he's only 19 years old mm -hmm. and uh, so he's been struggling as of late due to fatigue yeah. and then now during the Olympic break he's going to be playing <laughs> um but if you look at the preseason, you know, the Olympics, you know, the 82-game regular season, and then if they make a long playoff run, he's going to be playing over 100 games this year. Yes, well well over 100 games. So hopefully after the Olympics, um, if everyone stays healthy, we can try and limit his minutes a little bit um, so he's not fatigued going into playoffs. Well, I mean, he was a healthy scratch the other day for the first time. That was the first game he missed, actually. He's been healthy, which is nice <laughs> to have. Um, but his play has definitely uh, decreased in the past couple weeks uh, noticeably. Yeah, which this is something that even happened to Jordan Stahl, um, who uh, made the uh, Penguins lineup at the age of 18. He was scratched his rookie year just because his play had fallen off a little bit, which I assume that was due to fatigue as well. Yeah, I mean, you know. People need a rest sometimes. It's not, yeah. it's not a big deal. But the fatigue factor with... There's been a lot of talk about the fatigue factor mm -hmm. because the Pens have so many players going. But then, like, they... I was watching Root Sports, and they showed a graphic of, like, all the teams that had a lot of Olympians. And Chicago, and I can't remember the other team, but there were two teams that had ten. And then, a, you know, a couple teams had... Nine, eight, like three or four teams that had seven, like the Penguins do. And then I realized, like, the teams that have a lot of Olympians are the better teams. Mm -hmm. So they're all going to be dealing with that fatigue factor in the playoffs. It's not just going to be like the Penguins playing this super fresh team because there were no Olympians on it. All the good teams have players that are going to be representing their countries in the Olympics. So it's kind of equal. Yeah, I'm fine with, you know, Crosby going and playing the Olympics. It just. You know, Matt is the one thing that concerns me a little bit. Uh, you know, like, he was a guy who they weren't even sure if he was going to, you know, play a game this year. Mm. And then he ended up, you know, having that tryout. And then they ended up keeping him on the roster past the 10 games. So you just like to see him eased into it more a little bit. <laughs> Instead of, you know, yeah. not many 19-year-olds are... You know, logging those kind of minutes. 
Right. To be fair, we don't know what pairing he's going to be on. He might be in the bottom pairing, so he might only be playing, you know, a few minutes a game. And it depends on how many games they play, how good they do. So it might not be like, you know, he's not going to be logging 30 minutes a game probably for six to eight games. So might be all right. I doubt it's going to be a super concern unless he gets injured or something. Yeah. But anyway, just thought that we should mention that too. Next week for the Pens, there's one game. <laughs> one game in seven days. One game on Wednesday at 8 o'clock against the Washington Capitals. Which will be a Wednesday night rivalry. On NBC Sports. And the Capitals are second in the Metropolitan. They have 50 points. Yeah, so and 16 behind the Penguins. Yeah. <laughs> 22, 16, and 6. Uh, they played two fewer games, but still, they're 16 points behind. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Ovechkin's always a dangerous player, so you gotta, you gotta play him strong. Usually Orpik gets that assignment, right, against uh, Ovechkin? Usually, yeah. Um, you know, I assume you'll see Scuderi against him a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Really, a big thing, you know, if you can limit penalties, that'll be a good thing. Because, you know, you look at the Penguins, they try and do a lot of different things on the power play. But Washington's power play is get Ovechkin the puck. <laughs> he plays at the left point, and mm-hmm. that is just their game plan. They pass him the puck as much as possible, and he just fires away. He's going to one time that often. Um. Yeah, the standings for the Metropolitan Division are kind of uh, kind of interesting because Penguins are on top. There's a tie for second between Washington and Philadelphia, and Philadelphia was awful at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah, big surprise. So, so Washington and Philadelphia are tied. New York Rangers are below them with uh, 49 points, so just one point behind them. And then Carolina, Jersey, Columbus, and the Islanders are the, uh, the Islanders are actually the only team with a losing record. Everyone else is at least 500. Yeah, so it's not terrible, I guess, but I definitely thought the Metropolitan Division would be stronger this year. Um, I didn't think the Penguins would run away with it like this. But, you know, some people thought... The Islanders would be better after that uh, playoff series they had, but they've regressed a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then Philadelphia and New York, you know, they, it seems like each season Philadelphia and New York have that chance. Of, They're either good or bad. Yeah, of maybe winning the division. Yeah. But they've both just been playing mediocre this year. Carolina's another team that, that's either, like, serious business or mm-hmm. just – just going through the motions. Yeah, they either win the division or they're at the bottom of the league. Yeah. So, anyway, um, yeah, there's a game Wednesday 
against the Capitals, and then they're going to be on the East Coast, um, three games against Florida and Montreal at home, and then traveling to the island, and then they go to Dallas, and then they come back to Pittsburgh for one game against Buffalo, and then back over to the West, and this time to California for the Kings. And that rounds out the rest of January. And we'll have a very abbreviated schedule next month. Yeah. That's probably probably no games after that Kings game, huh? I think the Olympics are in early February. Yeah, and then they'll be uh, just about two and a half weeks they'll be off. Yeah. Well, I think that might be all we have. Anything else? All right, well, till next time. Uh-huh.